Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome, loves. It is uh, Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Coming up between 4.30 and 5.30 today, State Senate Minority Leader Rob Ort will be with us, and he's going to be here to uh, answer your questions about the uh, proposed ban on certain natural gas things. You have questions, and uh, Senator Ort will answer them between 4.30 and 5.30. We promised we would get him on, and that promise is being honored today, 4.30, right after the news, to 5.30, just about 5.30, here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Right now, though, uh, what we're doing is, uh, what should we have learned from the blizzard of 22? I was talking to somebody um, off air who uh, said the idea of the military Humvees is a bad one because the even the military-grade Humvees are going to get stuck in the snow. Now, I don't know if that's true. Maybe you're a veteran and you were in a military-grade Humvee. You'd be in a better position to answer that than would I. Uh, but let's just go over some of the things that uh, have been talked about. That somehow we need a like a blizzard czar. And we don't need a blizzard czar for a very simple reason. We already have chief executives of Erie County, Mark Polencars, the city of Buffalo, Byron Brown, uh, Amherst, Cheektowaga, Clarence, all have chief executives. They all have supervisors who should act like supervisors. That's number one. I don't think we need any new positions, which no doubt would end up being filled by the second and third ne'er-do-well cousins of somebody with some political strings to pull. So I don't think I don't think we need that. Do you guys think we need a blizzard coordinator or emergency coordinator uh, any more than we have now? I, I really don't see the point to it because the information was out there, okay, uh, Monday or Tuesday of the Friday before the blizzard, every single day for one full hour, we had meteorologist Andy Parker on the program, and he told us how bad it was going to be. We issued a clarion warning to everybody about how bad it was going to be, and I said repeatedly, look, I'm not trying to hype the weather, but 
this is the real deal, according to Andy Parker. And people got pissed off at me and said, well, for somebody who's not trying to hype the weather, you're sure hyping the weather. Well, who's, who's uh, you know, who was who right? I was. So anyway, uh, that is the, because see, everybody wants to be your program director. Everybody thinks they knows, they everybody thinks they know better than a guy who's been doing it for 40 years, what you ought to be doing on the air, which I, I find absolutely hilarious. But, uh, you know, Marv Levy once said, if you listen to the fans, um, you're going to be one, <laughs> which I thought was a pretty funny line. And that's not to say I don't value your input, but some people are just bitchy uh, for the sake of being bitchy. I don't know. They had a bad morning. Uh, their wife wasn't nice to them or something, or they haven't had it in a while. I don't know. Some people just like to be that way. Now, um, all right, so the idea of the county and the city buying a bunch of snowmobiles. Why would you buy a bunch of snowmobiles which might just sit in a snowmobile storage area year after year after year and never get used. And all they're going to do is become outdated over time. Instead of going out and buying a whole bunch of snowmobiles, it's really easy. The chief executive of the county, the city, the town, the village, the chief executive or a deputy appointed by him or her compiles a list of all of the snowmobile clubs, all of the ski patrol people from the ski resorts who live within your area of jurisdiction and are willing to volunteer to help. You work out the liability concerns before you actually have to put these people into uh, into service. Like if they get into an accident and hurt somebody on the way to pulling a car, uh, getting something to a car, who is going to be responsible? And I think the uh, uh, municipality should assume that responsibility. That's going to ensure that you get better uh, participation from people. And one of the biggest mistakes I think was made during the blizzard of 22, and this happened as far as I know at every jurisdictional level throughout the blizzard area, was a failure to ask snowmobilers to help with the situation. Because during the blizzard of 77, which was again, if it wasn't a gener- if it wasn't a lo- once in a lifetime storm, depends on how long your life is actually. But it was certainly a generational storm uh, if you didn't live that long. But uh, when you turned on the radio, no matter what station you turned on, you were hearing, "Hey, the city of Buffalo is requesting snowmobilers to report to such and such hospital because nurses and doctors need rides to or from the hospital." And that was used extensively during the blizzard of 1977. Why it wasn't used extensively during the blizzard of 2022, I don't know. Um, as far as the uh, the V plows, I don't know enough about V plows to offer an intelligent comment one way or the other. As far as the Humvees, the military grade Humvees, I'm not sure that they are the answer. Uh, the other thing that has come up is these uh, snowcat vehicles. Okay. Um, the snowcat vehicles, look, they're very expensive vehicles. You're looking at at least a hundred thousand and five hundred thousand and more per snowcat vehicle. Are they practical? Yeah, they're practical. They don't go very fast. And you'd have to understand that you might invest millions of dollars across Erie County in snowcat vehicles that never get used. And you'll have to sell them at a discount 
uh, whenever the best, uh, whenever you can get the best uh, return on your investment, and then go out and buy some new ones if you believe you need to have snowcat vehicles around. There's also something else that uh, nobody has called in yet today. Uh, certainly got a lot of pictures of them during the blizzard of 22, and these are um, little tracks, not so little actually, but they're tracks that you can put on conventional vehicles to turn them into snowcats. In other words, they're not snowcats, but you basically turn them into it by tracks that you can put onto the existing tires. Those might be a lower-cost alternative to having uh, a big investment in snowcats. How practical that is, I don't know. I don't know what their track record uh, would be, and I don't know what guarantee or warranty uh, is with which they uh, with which they come up. Um, the phone number to call, what your ideas on what needs to be done the next time we have a blizzard situation here in western New York. Because everybody is now getting into the after-action review mode, even here at the radio station, after-action review mode. 803-0930 is the phone number. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone. 1-800-616-WBEN. What should have and could have been done differently that actually might have saved some lives. The last thing we need to do is create new governmental positions because you know and I know that those governmental positions will inevitably be filled by the ne'er-do-well cousins and third cousins of uh, people that couldn't get another job. And what are they going to do most of the year? They're going to sit on their butt doing absolutely nothing because there's nothing to do. Because a blizzard of once in a generation means you could literally spend 20 years on the job and never, ever be called into service. Think about that for a moment. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone. 1-800-616-WBEN. Something else that, uh, in retrospect, should have been done. The county and city officials should have implored the CEOs of the major grocery stores, to shut down uh, 6 a.m. Friday morning and, and to make it very, very clear that you would not be – if you're getting on the road to go to the grocery store to get food, you're wasting your time. We will be closed. There is – we there's nothing to see here. Our doors are shut. I wonder how many people ended up getting stranded because they went to get groceries at the last minute and uh, may have spent longer getting groceries than they had ever anticipated. Um, and the, the other thing that I do, on the throughway, those electric signs, midnight before the blizzard, they should have said, Buffalo and Western New York are closed. Be smart. Get a hotel room now. Get your vehicle off the road. Get a hotel room because you're not getting to Buffalo. And if you even, even if you do get to Buffalo, you're not getting out of Buffalo. Traffic will be a nightmare. Uh, we have these electric signboards. I don't know why we don't use them more, uh, except click it and ticket, don't drink and drive, uh, stone driving is uh, DUI, all that kind of stuff. Why not put them to some better use? Uh, here is uh, uh, Doug in Clarence. Doug, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hey, good afternoon, Tom. You know, uh, I've been thinking about the same exact thing. I'm glad you're bringing this topic up. And I think what Western New York needs is a – version of the Cajun Navy. Other than you know, boats, we bring everybody in. They have a nonprofit organization that has exactly what you just talked about, which is a database of everybody who has a boat. They've got the liability issues already taken care of, the tracking and all that. What we, someone really needs to look into 
is a Western New York version of the Cajun Navy, but for snowmobiles. Yeah, you're going to have to explain the Cajun Navy. So the Cajun Navy was a response to, to uh, Hurricane Katrina in Louisiana and um, the follow-up hurricane, which was Rita, where uh, all the local fishermen, boatmen, boaters, uh, swamp boat operators, they all got together and started rescuing all the residents of Louisiana who were flooded out by that hurricane. And then post-Katrina, all these nonprofits all started pop- popping up as this impromptu rescue, search and rescue organization. And they have a whole organization that they've built around, all volunteer. Um, all you have to do is you have to um, – they have all the liabilities, so if you need to be rescued, you go online, you can you know, register to be rescued. Um, there's a liability waiver that you sign there to be rescued. Same thing applies to if you want to volunteer your boat, um, you can sign up to be a volunteer. You have to go through an orientation and to, for basic rescue, search and rescue, and then you become a member of the Cajun Navy. Probably, um, yeah, probably we, a good idea. We could call it the Winter Warriors, but the only thing is because people move, people die, people fall out of interest in such things, a list like that, you got to maintain and update it twice a year, I would say. A bare minimum, and that's what the nonprofit down there does. Um, they have everybody from... And it's not just snowmobile operators, but people organize, uh, volunteer to uh, provide assistance. In, in our case, it would be warming shelters, meals, um, blankets, helping people who are without power or if, in case their house was compromised, um, that sort of thing. It, it's a whole gambit of people um, from website operators who, who uh, have volunteered. They have quite the organization down there. And, I think we could really benefit from something like that. Of course, this is all dependent, Doug. This is all dependent on actually having electricity. That's very true. That's very true. But, you know, we can go off-grid. There are options for um, – uh, there are go-tennas. There's other operate. There are other ways of communicating. Um, Western New York uh, – when them, uh, the Western New York ham operators, they have the uh, – West Erie County has the Aries races – uh, organization, which is all ham radio, all low wattage, you know, long distance communication without having, say, cell phone service. Or- well, you know, that's something else you put on the list is all the ham operators who want to uh, who, who want to become involved in communications. Uh, should the electric go down, obviously you'd need people with what standby generators or standby power packs to operate their radios. That's correct. Um, very interesting idea. Winter Warriors of Western New York. It has a nice alliterative touch to it. Or I was thinking Snow Angels. Had a little pun there. Snow Angels? Um, yeah, um, that might not be masculine enough uh, for some people. I think Warriors might be better, although that might draw the ire of people in the Native American community. So maybe Snow Angels is better. As far as I know, there's no angel lobbying organization. Not that I know of today. All right, Doug, thank you very much. A great a great idea. Okay, yeah, the Cajun Navy. Yeah, I remember that vaguely. Here is uh, Charlie in uh, Lockport. Charlie, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom, thanks. Hey, this idea kind of fits in with this uh, Cajun Army a little bit. Uh, my son works for a large construction company in, in western New York. He, he and his coworkers 
they work with payloaders, excavators, dozers, equipment all day long. They're they're so so skilled they could thread a needle with uh, with their equipment. The day the first snowstorm hit, not the one in Christmas, but the one before that, he immediately was laid off. The construction company stopped working, and I thought, well, gee, here's a lot of construction equipment, skilled operators, and are sitting on the sidelines. These are people that could be registered with the city. There could be an insurance uh, agreement, you know, have them even come to the city and be trained and a database. And when emergencies warrant, you call in these people from the construction companies. The city wouldn't have to maintain equipment. They would have to keep people trained. They could just call these people up on an as-needed basis. And I guess the, the one of the problems is how do you propose these highly trained construction people get to the site where they're needed when nobody could drive? Well, obviously, I mean, they, they could be given special permits. Most of these people have four-by-fours. They even have snowmobiles, a lot of them, that kind of thing. I, yeah, I'm but I, what I'm worried about, see, when I was driving home um, after the blizzard, I saw so many vehicles that were all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, high clearance, low clearance. I saw a national grid truck. I saw an ambulance all stuck in the same area. Well, okay, but what you didn't see at all is any use of these emergency routes. I, I see signs everywhere up near the airport and whatever. I see no priorities given to any any streets for clearing. There has to be some infrastructure maintained at a, at some level to get people crawling and then get people back up and running. You know, not every street is going to be cleared with the same priority, but there there can absolutely be accommodations made to uh, get the required people in. The city. I'm not worried about like permits or calling them essential workers. I'm just talking about the logistics of what one of the things we heard repeatedly was, well, we can't put the plows out because the plow drivers can't see. Well, if you can't see that, that suggests that everybody's going to just hunker down and wait, you know, in that situation, I get that. Um, if you can't see, you're not going to call in Superman who's got x-ray vision. I know that, but uh, I'm just suggesting that, you know, we don't buy equipment. So I, I love your idea of not buying snowmobiles that are going to sit there 364 days of the year, and they're going to rust and not be maintained. But I'm saying utilize the the resources that we have available to us. Uh, I, I, I like I like the idea. I, I like the idea of long, as long as the construction people are willing to volunteer and the construction companies are willing to volunteer equipment, um, I think that works. But you, a construction guy or lady without equipment might as well be me, utterly useless. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, just quickly, too, you, you are rejecting the idea of having a special emergency person. I, I agree with that totally. You know, maybe there needs to be a dedicated effort to put a plan in place. I mean, Mayor Brown said there wasn't a plan for anything other than normal snowfall. That, to me, is a serious um mistake we gotta know when buffalo we're gonna get um, severe storms periodically so there should be a plan in place okay so let's go back put that plan in place but don't put a person that's going to sit there 360 days a year have it be the parks commissioner you're telling me that when there's an emergency the parks commissioner is is uh fully needed no there's there's people that 
it can be added to the responsibility. Well, we have, we have a deputy mayor and chief of staff. I'm sure she, if she couldn't do it herself, uh, she could appoint somebody to do it. We're not talking riot, rocket science, uh, science here. We're talking about just basic stuff. Um, and what, what concerns me the most about the blizzard of 22 is we had so much warning, and we still had more people dying than we did in 1977. Uh, I thank you very much, uh, Charlie. I appreciate the call. Okay, thanks. Yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah, without equipment, a construction person is going to be as useless as I am because I don't know how to run a backhoe. I, I just don't. It's uh, 328 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Bowerly doing an after action review from you on News Radio 930 WBEN. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is gone stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right. What should this area have done better for the blizzard of 22. Uh, in retrospect, uh, I've gone over some of the things that I think could have been done. Uh, the county should have shut down 6 a.m. on Friday. 
Uh, the major grocery chains uh, should have been asked not to open on Friday, and that announcement should have been made on late Thursday night that, hey, we will not be open tomorrow. I wonder how many people that would have kept off the roads. And maybe uh, somebody said last week that people didn't realize how serious the storm was until the Tops and Wegmans said they were shutting down operations. Well, uh, that's interesting because those of us who are awake at 8 o'clock Friday morning, we knew it was going to be a horrible storm. Uh, it's not every day that I get into work before 10 a.m. In fact, that would be like never do I come in before 10 a.m. But I knew exactly what was going to happen because I listened to what Andy Parker had to say, and I knew that when I was coming into work, and I've told you guys this story before, I made sure I brought uh, the medication for the heart. I made sure that I brought uh, the uh, uh, pillow, a blanket, a uh, CPAP machine. I was ready. I, mean, I, I knew once I got here, I was not getting out. And so did everybody else who was here during the blizzard of 22. And, uh, you know, again, I've said this before, but I think for all of us, especially those of us who slept here, a few nights. Um, it was the most rewarding Christmas that uh, we could ever have hoped for. Here is Anonymous on a cell phone on WBEN. Sir or madam, go ahead. Hey, Tom? Yes. No, I'm not anonymous. I'm a farmer in a truck. And uh, <clears throat> I just want to tell you that there's a ton of horsepower sitting out <clears throat> in the countryside with tractors and farmers. These guys have big four-wheel drives, five to 700 horsepower tractors with dual wheels front and rear, big push blades that they use for leveling off uh, bunk silos. You could have put five of those in the middle of Orchard Park, and they'd literally obliterated all the snow and roads. These guys are always farmers are used to driving these tractors 20 hours a day they would have kept it open and kept you guys going if there was anything in front of them or behind them they would have just hooked onto it with a chain and pulled it out of its way and kept going all right thank you very much uh i don't know how practical that is uh, in that the country is many miles from the city and the areas that were hardest hit i guess you'd have to pre-position those and uh I don't know how many farmers would, would want to take part in something like that and you know how practical it is given the weather involved. Uh, you guys who farm for a living would be in a better position to tell me. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Here is Paul in Sheetawaga. Paul, you are on. Hello. Yes, hello, Tom. So I'm a snowmobiler and belong to clubs, and I would say – 80% of snowmobiles are a single seat. And then as far as our gear, our gear is a 1000 to $2,000. So you need to understand a, a snowmobile's not equipped to rescue someone in a life or death situation or to but here's here's what i paul here's what i don't understand during the blizzard of 77 every time you turn it on the radio the police the fire department everybody was calling for snowmobiles to help with personnel so what changed between 1977 and 2022 did we get fatter or did snowmobiles suddenly change no i i think you you need to break it down so a snowmobile could check on cars and maybe put a pylon that this car is vacant 
a snowmobiler can go to an elderly person's house and clean out the vent and deliver medication, but in general, not to transport people. Uh, so the snow groomers at Holiday Valley and such, they see three people max generally because they're grooming a hill. So out west in Colorado, they have those uh, piston boys and groomers that take employees up to the top, which can hold eight people. So I, I, I guess I'm saying the organization should be snowmobiles are more used for uh, driving to help people and not transport. And then if you need to transport doctors because the blinding snow, the cold, they don't have the equipment to jump on the back of a snowmobile and get there. They're going to be super uncomfortable. Well, the, the other thing is, too, during the blizzard of 77, they were also calling on four-wheel drive vehicles to come and, and do some transporting as well. And the problem is uh, we saw a lot of four-wheel drive vehicles that were trapped in the blizzard this year, or uh, in 2022. You're exactly correct. So to, to get nurses and people to a hospital, you need to be in a warm vehicle. A, a snowmobile's not ideal for that but the snow so i guess you need to look at people and availability and what's the best suited to use them yeah you got to figure out the resources and how to allocate them but you know if nothing else the snowmobiles could have been used to drop off candles and matches to people stuck in cars exactly that that's kind of what i'm getting at it's not the ultimate transporting people but you, the clubs would more than welcome to go out there and help. See, what we need is a state mandate that every snowmobile has to have two seats on it. Well, yeah, I'm kidding. That, I'm that, not being serious. Happen, I'm not being serious. Don't, don't worry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, very, uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Tom. Thank you. And, and yeah, the, the snowmobiles, uh, even if you could squeeze two people on a one-seat snowmobile, um, how in the hell are you going to transport an 85-year-old in bad health to a hospital? They're going to fall off before you get down the block, I would imagine. But yet, in the blizzard of 77, they called for snowmobiles. They called for uh, four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive vehicles, uh, and people responded in droves. Um but again, th this blizzard of 22 saw a lot of those vehicles that were stranded, um, in particular some of the uh, 4x4s, all-wheel drive vehicles that had a low clearance. If you got a low clearance, you weren't getting through that snow. And that snow, if you had to walk in it, I I've never, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of winters. And I never saw snow like the snow we got during the blizzard of 22. It was thick. And I, I can only describe it as being like quicksand. It just uh, in you just inextricable from it. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Here is uh, Brett in Amherst. Brett, uh, what should be done next blizzard? Well, the last caller called in about uh, farmers bringing in their equipment. I thought in November, didn't a bunch of Amish from Conowango take their horse and buggies all the way up to like Orchard Park, Hamburg? To shovel that out so if there's motivation people will do it and i have a friend that lives in east aurora he works for uh he has a farm but he works for a company and uh last year 
they had another snow incident. And he's like, he drove his farm tractor all the way up to East Aurora and made $6,000 a day moving snow because people can't get out. They can't clear all of it. You know, you even said, you know, last time you had all the snow, you didn't shovel. You found people willing to do it. And if there's money, I'm sure you're going to find motivated people that would certainly do it for the right price. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but again, um, you know, I guess what, what I'm trying to focus on here is uh, volunteers as opposed to people doing it for profit. But yeah, I mean, I'll also tell you that I would have paid a lot more than I ended up paying to get my driveway cleared out. I'm sure New York State, in all their infinite wisdom, would be able to come up with a uh, a program where, you know, if you are willing to volunteer and come, we will pay you to do a job, say move snow for a, a list price. Um, and obviously it's got to be enough that the farmers will be motivated to do it. But out by me, I live in Springville, and... Uh, that's half the time they plow around the village with their tractors because the tractors are big, heavy, four-wheel drive. They don't even chain them. They don't even weight them because the sheer mass of the tractor is enough to move snow. Could they have gotten like through? Could they have gotten through that snow that we had in the blizzard of twenty-two? Yes, because I mean these farm people—they're not a bunch of kids from like Amherst, West Seneca. They're born-raised farm people. They're smart. They're adaptive. You know, the play, the plow, plow blades shift left, right, and up, down. So if deep, heavy snow like that is there, you take a high pass, you push to the left, you take a low pass, push to the right, and then you keep going. Because uh, when we had November a couple of years ago, I lived, at the time I was living in Springville, I drove all the way to Orchard Park and started shoveling off my grandparents' roofs. And uh, in Springville, it wasn't bad. We didn't have any snow, but it's one-lane roads, and... Uh, motivated people will find a way but I'm, I'm a little bit i'm a little bit concerned about uh, getting vehicles like the, the buffalo was ground zero chictawaga was ground zero amherst was ground zero clarence was ground zero it's a lot of ground zeros but uh, how possible would it have been to get farmers from uh, holland new york to the areas where they were most needed if they would open the 400 they could drive down the 400 they don't even need to plow it they, they're so there's so much ground clearance with big farm tractors that they don't even need to move the snow. They can drive through the snow. What an interesting idea. If you got a bunch of farmers motivated and they went in a little farm convoy, if one tractor got stuck, well, there's five other guys motivated behind them to get them out of the way. You know, it's uh, why, you know, I, uh, if, but they closed those routes. You know, they had, uh, when they had, the big snow incident around Christmas, they closed down Erie County. I live in Springville. I drove all the way out to Attica to do Christmas shopping. Are you referring to the blizzard of 22? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a major snow incident. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate the call. All right, so a couple of people saying farmer equipment. Well, now, here's a weird idea. Why not buy some farm equipment and strategically position it in the city of Buffalo and uh, some of the key first-ring suburbs? Instead of buying the snowmobiles, maybe just buy some farm equipment. That way you don't have to worry about the farmers coming, you know, trekking in from Holland and Springville and everywhere else to the areas where they were most needed. Uh, just a thought. Uh, but, see, these thoughts are, are good thoughts, and you guys, I think, are doing better than the government. Just saying. Uh, your suggestions on uh, what can be done better next time we have a blizzard. 
Um, the farming uh, idea is interesting. So, you know, my point would be if the farm equipment is that high, highly raised and that good in snow, maybe that's what they ought to consider buying. Just saying. Here's Eric uh, in Allegheny, New York. You're on WBEN. Hello. Thank you, my sir. Um, so two comments. One, uh, I think if there's going to be a group that steps up to the plate to offer relief for the needy, it needs to be a private organization. It's like, you know, there needs to be an independent group because the state typically ruins everything. It's layers of bureaucracy. The attorneys are lining up, writing up contracts. It's liability threats. Nightmare. It needs to be a private group, you know, call it whatever, Blizzard Angels or something like that. Make a Facebook page and get a private group like a you know, like a Salvation Army or something independent of government, because whenever the government gets involved, you know what happens. So second comment is on the snowmobiles. They make trailers like a stretcher that you pull behind the snowmobile. So you don't have to put a dying person on the back seat and have them grab the driver. You lay them out with a bunch of blankies on the stretcher trailer, pull it behind the snowmobile. I know it's not the ultimate, but it's a lot better than leaving the person at home to suffer. Um, also with those trailers can be loaded up with food, blankets, and provisions to drop them off to those people who might be going cold or hungry in that desperate time of need. How expensive are those things? I couldn't tell you. I'd never purchased one, but I mean, it'd be worth the cost. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's donors out there who would step up to the plate and maybe, you know, take a tax write off to make a donation to a, you know, a a 508, not, you know, nonprofit, uh, organization that was just looking to help people. I couldn't tell you. I would imagine, I don't want to guess because I just don't know, but um, it, it would be worth whatever the cost is to have those, you know, a fleet of snowmobiles hooked up with trailers, whether it's private individuals would be preferable. And then, uh, and then, and then, you know, operate that way. What do you think about that? I think it's an interesting idea, and depending on the cost, maybe that is something in which the city and county could invest. But the question is, how long is its service life expected to be? And will the snow yeah, will the, will the volunteer snowmobilers of twenty forty be able to use anything we buy in twenty twenty three? Most likely you can rig up, like, go back to the farmer's concept. The Yankee ingenuity can accomplish just about anything. A couple of different adapters or brackets, or even if you got to put a few welds on something to, you know, modify it towards a future, you know, brand or, you know, cycle them through and put them up for sale and buy new ones if you had to. But I think that's the best way to go. Fleet of snowmobiles with with trailers uh, packed with supplies for delivery and open for uh, uh, rescue if that if that case uh, needed. Yeah, and you know the whole waiver of liability is an important thing too because uh, I get to see a situation where some eighty-year-old in critical condition is loaded onto one of these trailers and then dies en route to the hospital, and a wrongful death lawsuit being filed when the person would have died anyway at home. You're trying to get him to a hospital. I tell you, it goes back to the basic concept of freedom requires risk. No freedom, uh, no risk. No freedom. And it, it, we just have to suck it up and say, look, sure, there's going to be risk in anything. Walking out the door, starting your car in the morning is risky and driving on the highway. I mean, that's a lot more risky than what we're talking about. Um, so I think, you know, we just have to grow up, I think, in this country and mature a little bit and realize that, you know, we, we have to w- be willing to take some risk. To, to And this is a righteous cause. It's not like, you know, we're, we're gambling. We're just trying to save people. Should somebody expire along the way? Hey, it's either that or they're going to die at home. We'll take the chance and try to rescue them. You know what I mean? Sir, uh, this country does not need to grow up. This country is in senile declension. Um, <laughs> I think, well I'm just saying. Uh, I thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Um, th- these, are, these are really uh, good ideas. I, I love the farmer equipment idea, but look. 
Farming is something I also don't know how to do. I've never driven a Humvee, whether a military-grade Humvee or any other Humvee. I don't know how they would do in the snow. i got to be brutally honest with you. I don't know if it's a good idea, a bad idea. The farming equipment is intriguing, but how do you get farmers to come all the way from farm country like with this last blizzard and get their butts to Amherst or Buffalo I, I I don't know. I, I don't know if that's practical. Would make more sense to buy those vehicles and keep them in the city to, than to rely on farmers to come in from the hinterlands when they're needed. Uh, but I think the, the equipment is an interesting, um, interesting idea. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.